Gigi Alcock is our eyes into the informal sector here at Biz News. He's the author of the Cousinomics series of books, opening many, many eyes in South Africa to the potential that exists not just from an economic perspective, but from a human capital uh, idea. And uh, we've spoken in the past year with Rifilwe, Mbali, Ntabaseng, Palesa. Today we're going to meet Lebo. I should actually say Lebo Hang Nyandeni. That's the full name, Gigi. But okay, so Lebo came to your notice through the Amstel Entrepreneur Competition that you were involved in, that he actually won. So you've suggested, let's talk to him today. Looking forward to it. Maybe tell us what uh, caught your eye about this young coffee entrepreneur. Great. Thank you, um, Alec. And yeah, you know, so the first time I bumped into uh, uh, Lebo, we went to Everton to, in essence, an informal settlement. And I was like, this this is a waste of our time. How's there going to be a coffee person here? And we arrived at this informal place and walked into his house and he had this extraordinary um, story and this uh, coffee passion, I guess. And, um, and he'll tell you a bit more about it. But I mean, I think the thing is about this is that we kind of Think of informal economy and gasipreneurs, as I call them, as people in spaza shops and uh, hair salons. And and yet there's like such a wide range of other gasipreneurs out there. And this is just another extraordinary one. And we were chatting with uh, Lebo. He was like, yeah, no, no, but you know, people in the township also enjoy coffee. And um, he decided to set this up. He's operating uh, this this uh, great, I mean, he's got a great product. Um and, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people often say to me, you know, how do we find these gasipreneurs and how can we help them? And, and, and I'm a real believer in creating reciprocal benefits between kind of formal and informal businesses. And I just think businesses like this often don't get the exposure, not only as an incredible individual who's resilient and, and really trying something quite crazy um, from a township, but uh, also, you know, it just represents great opportunities and 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 it's really what we you and I have been doing is about highlighting these unique individuals doing amazing stuff uh, in a space where people don't really expect to find entrepreneurs ordinary people doing extraordinary things and i guess uh, lebo you you need to tell us a little about your background and what drew you to coffee yeah sure um thank you so much for the platform um my name is lebo hanyandeni i'm from val in everton um, I grew up there in the Val, very disadvantaged. I was raised by my single parent, my mom, um, together with my other five siblings. Um, so it's been an interesting journey growing up uh, in the township, having big dreams, but also, you know, um, being disadvantaged at the same time, but being positive all the time. Um, growing up, I used to sell um, sweets in high school. I used to be that guy that was out there. I used to be the president of my school. At some point, I was a treasurer. <laughs> and I just enjoyed having money around me and working with money and working with people. I remember coming from a very disadvantaged background, but I was still motivating other uh, young students in, 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 our, in, our, in our class. That was in 20. 
I, I just can't recall, but around 2011, when I was doing my grade 10, um, I used to be a motivational speaker and teachers really admired the energy that I would give out to, 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 other, to other learners and to the old school in general. Um, I've been out there. I remember this other time also um, won the API competition through the motivational sessions that I would post to inspire young people. The, the learners actually to come and recycle in school. Um, been leading them throughout um, the years of recycling and everything. So I've just been an interesting, curious young guy um, in the township, having these big dreams, you know, being fascinated by big things all the time. And I remember I also used to drink coffee a lot with my grandmother. I think that's what inspired me also to start my own coffee brand. Uh, more coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more coffee. <laughs> yeah. So from time to time, she would send me to prepare a cup of coffee during a day. And sometimes when we paid a visit with my mom and she would send me and I'd get so annoyed um, because maybe sometimes she'd catch me like, trying to play with other kids and maybe I'm busy. Come and prepare a cup of coffee for me. So I'd be kind of like, ah, here we go now. But at that time, I didn't really have that passion. I just loved coffee because of, 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 of her. And um, in 2018, then that's when I completed my entrepreneurship course in VUT. Um, we were required to start businesses. But at that time, I didn't have any business idea. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew I always have a conviction and believe that I was born for entrepreneurship and I'm born to own something of my own. Because I would tell you something in grade 11, when I was doing my grade 11, there's a speaker that visited our school and they gave away um, an invitation to attend a business seminar. I was the only uh, learner that attended the business seminar. So that shows that I've been interested in business. I've been interested into like having these um, big dreams, being motivated and being out there. So. Here I am, 2018, I don't have a business idea. So I said, okay, so VUT was facilitating this entrepreneurship program to us. I'm going to take it and go and facilitate it in the township where I come from in Everton. So that's when I started my, my, my other business, Startup Entrepreneurship Academy. There we facilitated these entrepreneurship workshops to people that wanted to start businesses, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how to write a business um, plan. They don't know how to register. So we hosted a couple of workshops for young people in the area. And we've been helping them do very well uh, through motivations also, um, motivational seminars that we hosted with other speakers. Um, we ask them a question, was it easy to start? So that when, when they, they answer the question, they inspire other young people that are attending the seminar. It was not easy when I started out. Because what I've realized is that so many young people would attend the workshop, register a business, but don't really start doing something with the ideas that they have. So I would call these speakers to come and speak to them to give them hope to start because today we celebrate them, they're prominent. So um, then I went to um, 2019, I went to University of Johannesburg. Um, I, I did, I applied for language practice and applied linguistics. And so, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you'll always bump into these courses and you want to do them so bad. But as time goes, you feel like, no, man, I should have just done something, maybe small business development or marketing or business um, administration. Then I figured out that this is not the course that I really wanted to do. And I, in that manner, I, I started not really attending classes, um, going for auditions, 
uh, acting auditions because I was also this inspiring actor, <laughs> being passionate about media and broadcasting in general. So I dropped out at UJ um, and my, my family, my mom was not really happy about that. I was not happy too, but I felt like this is not what I wanted to do. And at that time, I already had like a glimpse of what I wanted to do. I knew that in 2018, when I was still running my Startup Entrepreneurship Academy, I had that, that, that dream of like owning a coffee brand. But I didn't really know where to go and I didn't know where to consult and who to talk to. And that's when I said, no, this is too big for me. And I just left it and focused on the entrepreneurship side. And the following year, I went back to school. Um, so I dropped out. Here I am. Um, in 2020, I, I got a job at um, uh, Vow FM. I used to be a content producer there. Did very well um, working as a content producer. And I bumped into Skinny's Boo. Um, but I've known him for some time at that time. So I, I asked him uh, a job. So I worked there at, at his store in Maboneng Precinct. Um, selling skinny boot socks, um, meeting quite interesting people in the space. And one day there's a barista that visited the store and this guy, we started having a coffee conversation. So the dream that I had in 2018 of actually owning a coffee brand, now I've got a link um, with this person to say, hey, I want to own something of my own. And he told me that I'm working as a barista, but I can just link you up with this other person that, that is roasting. And maybe you'll take it. You'll take it from there because I don't really do much of roasting. I was passionate about roasting, passionate about giving something a product that they're gonna wake up to each and every day. Um, so here I am. I'm contacting this guy. I'm going to podcast um, the other day to meet this roastery guy. I met up with him. We had a coffee conversation. I was so fascinated. The whole area, the whole space fascinated me. The aroma. It was just amazing. So um, we then came up with a concept. But we, it was really challenging for me to start out because at that time it was during a lockdown, um, a pandemic, um, having to source resources to, 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 to start um, a brand, also research more. So the other thing was that we were finding a lot of suppliers outside of South Africa. Um, and that was quite challenging because you'd have to order like in, in, in a bulk order. So, and we didn't have like the capital to do that. So. I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm just going to focus on, on trying to get like a supplier right here and coming to, trying to come up with a better blend from the ones that are already existing. So in 2021, I bumped into um, another person in the industry of coffee. And at that time, Skinny's Booster had, had just closed down the store due to the pandemic. It was very harsh on us. Um, then I just decided if the store is closing, am I going to, go back home with the money that I had here at Skinny's Boot Store or, uh, and, and go and start my own brand or I'm just going to try to find maybe a, a, and pay rent with this money um, so that I can stay in the city and try to find other opportunities um, around. Then I was like, no, I'm going back home. I'm going to start my own thing. That was in February. And I went back to Val in Everton where I come from. I started making um, more research and I, luckily enough, I found a supplier in Cape Town. So we visited the space and we were able to come up with this amazing blend of instant coffee. So this is what I'm passionate Your own blend of instant coffee. Okay. Yes. So it's not Moor coffee, this. <laughs> and it's, it's not barista coffee. It's something else. Yeah. So that's when I... Instant and bean. And chai and... And hot chocolate. And hot chocolate. 
It's the whole thing. Yeah. So and it's very good. I can recommend it. And I'm a coffee uh, addict. So um, I then um, founded this blend, um, and we produced it right here in South Africa. Ecof, yes, Ecof. Labs Cafe Ecof. And one of the things that's your prior line. Uh, life is bitter, your coffee shouldn't be. <laughs> so I also understood that South Africans are going through so many challenges, like there's load shedding, rising costs, interest rates. And I was like, so if we give people something that is bitter on them, that means we wouldn't be making any solution to the bitterness of life. Then I was like, we need something that is well-balanced, um, that is well-crafted and, 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 and good. So we then um, did uh, a well-balanced coffee here, Ecofi. It's well-balanced, 100% freeze-dried. That means it's, it's coffee granules, um, tasting so, so great. And we understand that life is bitter, your coffee shouldn't be, and this coffee is just well-balanced. How does it compare with the, like Jacob's coffee? I'm talking about the instant now, because a lot of people would, would be paying a high, high price for that coffee. So how does yours compare, first of all, taste? And secondly, as far as price? So in terms of taste, it's less bitter and well-balanced. Um, and in terms of price, it's only 130 rands at 200 grams. Okay, so how does that compare with something that you buy in a supermarket? In terms of on same, What's the price for 200 grams? So it's 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 like one. Gigi's an addict, but he doesn't drink instant coffee like I do. He's a bit more of a connoisseur. Yeah, and don't do the shopping. Um, is it the same as equal or cheaper? It's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper because Jacobs. Yeah, it's Jacobs from Go. It's by it's one seventy, one sixty. Yeah. So always it's freeze dried instant coffee, two hundred grams. It's one. And where does it? Get freeze dried. I mean, that, it sounds like a really complex uh, business model that you've worked through here. I think maybe just before you answer that, I mean, the other thing when I arrived there, he was using it as an online shop and 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 selling using Pep's taxi distribution. So it was quite amazing to see that not only was it a coffee brand, but running it on this uh, website and doing you know delivery. Uh, to both townships as well as the northern suburbs. Um, so it's kind of two parts to it, a great coffee, but also running an online business. Distribution, um, yeah. At the same time. But yeah, to the... So um, so it, it definitely started in Cape Town, in Montague Gardens. Um, we have great partnership with, with the roosters there. But we sell online throughout the country. Um, via our online store and other distribution channels. Um, at the moment, we are also in a pick and pay all the market in front of the park. Um, we are selling there. Um, it's doing quite quite great. And I'm so excited that South Africans are actually receiving us the way we perceive them to, to be receiving, the way we perceive them to receive us, actually. So, yeah. It sounds, it's like a, a fascinating story, but you need to open some big doors, presumably. You've now got the, you've got the production right, you've got the distribution right. Gigi, are you able to um, mentor Lebo in any way and indeed to perhaps open that route to market in the, in the formal sector? So, I mean, 
hundred percent, and and that's what I've been working with uh, um, Lebo on. I mean, just the Amstel Entrepreneur campaign that uh, Lebo um, eventually won. I mean, one of the amazing things there is that uh, we the the uh, the shortlisted people actually got a mentor to work with them as as the 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 prize before the grand prize. And they got a marketing budget. And this was quite extraordinary. And I think it was such a lesson, not only for Level, but for me and, and, and the opportunities. Because we had 12 of these entrepreneurs who were shortlisted. They all received a um, a mentor. Uh, and I'm talking serious mentors, not me, um, but you know people like DJ Zintle and Level uh, Sugar Smacks, who, who, who coached um, uh, this level and, and so on and so forth. Um, Kaya Zanga. Uh, you know, ex-marketing director of Rain. So it's like some serious uh, players who mentored these guys. And one of the amazing lessons, Alec, was how having a marketing budget, you know, often we think that entrepreneurs actually need, um, you know, some capital injection and so on and so forth. And one of the things we did with this competition is we didn't look at startups. We looked at scale-ups. And I think for me, that's the first lesson, that if you look at these township or informal sector entrepreneurs, Start helping a startup is 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 very low chance of success. Um, they're really new to the business. But if you find a, a business that started up and has been successful, and you help them scale up, the real opportunity in my mind, you know, is not in incubators and all of these things that talk about startups. How do we find the scale ups, and how do we support them? And how do we support them with? Yes, of course they need money, but more importantly, they need skills. And mentorship, and that we saw immediately over a three-month period, the huge benefit of having a mentor just guiding them in terms of the brand positioning and distribution strategies and so on. And then a, a marketing budget. It wasn't a substantial one, but Lebo ended up being on billboards uh, and the social media um, campaign and so on and so forth. So, you know, to kind of circle back to your question. So, you know, one of the things that, that I really think is a huge opportunity, not only with Lebo, but across the board, is how do we create these connections where we can uh, find these scale-ups and help them scale up, uh, or these guys who prepared already for scale-up, help them scale up. How can we find the connections where A, they can get you know mentorship, but B, you know, one of the big things about business is networks. You know, I can connect level with this person and that person, I know you and so on and so forth. And I think one of the real opportunities is that most of the people like a level don't really have a network within an, a business community. They don't even really know. I mean, the fact that he found a, <laughs> a roaster to help him do it and, and scratch it around is quite extraordinary. I mean, that's another whole story. Um, but but the ability to access networks, you know, so, you know, you might have BNBs out there who could, uh, you know, stock his brand or conference centers or even individuals who want to do it. But you know, one of the things I, I really think is a huge opportunity is just accessing these people into networks can really do a transformative thing to to these kind of 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 um, entrepreneurs. And you know, LinkedIn is a kind of example of that. And 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 so that's kind of where I'm playing at the moment with Debo and a few others. Uh, how do you create networks? How do you help them uh, to do that? And so yes, I'm 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 helping him there, but uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity and there's many people like Lebo. Lebo is just an example that, uh, you know, is there. And I think for me, you know, part of, of my mission is, you know, as I'm an economic activist, how do we create business to transform? And these are the kind of businesses. 
Well, it is an interesting story indeed. I've been reading about Abraham Lincoln, who had one year of school in his whole life because his father used to hire him out. He was also a single parent. His father would hire him out to the local farmers to do work there. So I guess it doesn't re- – and he became the greatest American president of all time. So I guess it doesn't really matter where you come from. It's what you do with the cards you've been dealt. And Lebo certainly has been de- uh, handling his cards very well. I'm sure there are many South Africans who are going to be watching this and saying, hang on, I want some of that instant coffee. So uh, it's and just t- tell us the website again so, so I don't have to answer all these emails. <laughs> Lebs, L-E-B-Z, cafe. Uh, is also going to be on take a lot soon and so on. But I think just Google Lebs Cafe or people can chat to me. Magic. Um, Lebs, nice. Uh, Lebo, very nice meeting you. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Gigi, as always, tapping into the up and coming young stars and entrepreneurship is alive and well in South Africa. Sometimes we just need to take the blinkers off to see it. I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com.